website, ojtooks.com. That is O-J-T as in Tom, O-K as in Kite, S as in Steve.com, ojtooks.com. Welcome again to the While You Are Single podcast and enjoy the show. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, how you doing? Welcome again to another edition of the While You Are Single podcast. My name is O.J. Tokes and I'm glad that you joined the program again today. Thank you for joining. If you happen to be in the Houston area on August the 29th, that's the last Friday of August, I would like to invite you. To join us for a while, you're a single service, a service for singles that will be held at Houston Baptist University in the facility known as Dillon One. That will be on August 29th. On that day, we're going to be having a panel discussion on relationships, frequently asked questions about relationship, myself, my wife, and a few other couples who will be part of a panel discussing relationships. And if you have any questions or if you want to know anything about marriage or um the challenges that uh, people face in trying to get into relationships, questions about finding somebody, how to make things work in marriage, things like that. Um, you are highly encouraged to come check us out on August the 29th at Dillon One in Houston Baptist University. And we are going to be discussing and answering your question about relationships. So if you can't make it, um, you are invited. Come check us out. Um, meanwhile, for the past uh, few weeks, we have been talking about starting right in relationships. And I began to talk about Mark chapter 10, verse 2, and Matthew 19, verse 3. Um, those accounts talk about how some Pharisees came to Jesus to ask him about divorce. They wanted to know if a man could write a certificate of divorce to his wife and Jesus responded by telling them what did Moses say and they said that he permitted divorce to take place and Jesus said in the beginning God created them male and female and for that reason a man will leave his parents to cleave with his wife and they are no longer two but one flesh let no man put asunder what God has put together so the issue that we have been dealing with is in starting right in relationships. Um, the first thing I said that we need to do to ensure that we start right in relationships is to have a couple's mindset, not an individualistic mindset. The Pharisees came to Jesus asking him about what one person, a man could do to another person, a female. But Jesus said from the beginning, God made them male and female, not what the Pharisees were insinuating male against female. It's not about one person against the other. It's about both of them being together in unity. We need to have a couple's mindset, we instead of me. So that was the first emphasis regarding starting writing relationships, have a couple's mindset, not an individualistic mindset. The second thing that I talked about last time I began to talk about was have an entry strategy, not an exit strategy. The Pharisees came to Jesus saying, can a man divorce a woman? And Jesus said, in the beginning, going back to the start of the way God made things, we need to start from how God made things. Have an entry strategy, not an exit strategy, which is what the Pharisees came to Jesus about. 
This is important because too many people, they sabotage potential relationships because they started with an exit strategy instead of an entry strategy. It started with, well, if this doesn't work out, how do I get out of this? They begin to look out, okay, what if this does not work? They're already having an exit strategy. And sometimes when people come with that mentality to a relationship, the relationship might not even get off the ground. Our approach should be, okay, how is this supposed to work? What is God's plan for a relationship? How is this supposed to work and what am I supposed to do? That's an entry strategy. You start from that place of how is this supposed to work and how can I make this work? How can I employ God's help to succeed in this relationship? That is how we're supposed to approach relationships, not what if this doesn't work? How do I get out of it? And all the negative um, uh, thoughts that often accompany people who are trying to get into a relationship. So have an entry strategy. How can I make this work? How do I enter into this? How can we make this successful? And what am I supposed to do as opposed to an exit strategy? How do I break up with this person if this doesn't work? Sometimes when people have that mentality, it never gets off the ground. So number one, have a couple's mentality. Relationships are about we, not me. It's about us, not you. It's not about me and you, not just about you or me. Second, have an entry strategy. How is this supposed to work? How do I get into this successfully? How do I maintain this successfully as opposed to an exit strategy? How do I break up from this? Or how, what do I do if this doesn't work? Okay. The third thing is we need to start from the right place in relationships. When they came to Jesus, they came to him based on Deuteronomy 24 verse 1, the fourth book of the Bible. But when Jesus responded to them, he started from the first book of the Bible, Genesis 2.24, so to speak. And that is very telling because a lot of times when people approach relationships, we often approach it from the wrong place. If there was like a checklist of things to evaluate before one decides whether or not they're going to be in a relationship, too many people start from the wrong place. Instead of starting from point number one, they start from point number five or number six. Typical for a lot of guys, it's a girl, a lady who's attractive and they want to go out with her because she's attractive. Attraction is important. I always like to say this. Attraction may be the first thing that gets a man's attention, but should be the last thing that a man evaluates whether or not he wants to have a successful relationship with someone. Ladies might see a guy who seems to be well-to-do, educated, who seems to be able to take care of them, who seems to look like Brad Pitt or whomever um, tickles your fancy. And they just decide, oh, I'm going to go out with this guy. Wait a minute. You know, that might be important. That is important, but that's not the most important thing. There are more important things that need to be considered before one decides to venture into a relationship. For example, somebody sees somebody and they, you know, before you say, hey, I want to go out with this person, the first thing you need to be asking yourself is, is this person a Christian? Is this person a Christian? Scripture encourages us not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And I know, yes, there are a lot of people that may not share your faith. There are a lot of Christians or a lot of people who are not Christians that in some cases, based on 
um, life. Uh, I've met people that are nicer than Christians or are more caring, that, that seems more caring than a lot of some of the Christians we meet. But again, God knows what he's doing. If we want to, again, we're talking about entry strategy here. <laughs> you know, you got to just follow God's guide. First thing, is this person a Christian? If the answer is yes, the next question is, is this person a serious Christian? Because obviously every Christian you meet doesn't mean that's the person. I'm not asking you to just go out with just any Christian. I'm talking about a Christian that actually exemplifies Christ. Someone who's Christ-like, someone who's godly, someone who has character. That's who I'm encouraging you to go out with. I'm reminded of a profound statement by Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole, who founded the Christian Men's Network. He said, there's a difference between churchianity and Christianity. Churchianity is growing up in church. Christianity is growing up in Christ. I'm asking you to ask yourself the question, is this person growing in Christ? Is this person truly a Christian? Is this person bearing fruit? Is this person expressing love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control? Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23, I believe that's where you find that. Is this person bearing fruit? Is this person loving? I'm not talking about someone who quotes scripture, someone who knows Greek and Hebrew, someone who has a lot of gifts or expresses a lot of power. I'm talking about someone who's loving. That's what I mean. So is this person like this? That's the question. Is this person a serious Christian? If the answer is yes, then the next question is, is that the Christian for you? Because every Christian that actually exemplifies the character of Christ is not for you. When God created Eve for Adam in Genesis 2.18, he said, I will make him a helper suitable for him. He didn't just say I will make him a helper, period. He said I will make him a helper suitable for him. Not every good Christian person is suitable for you. Every good Christian person will help you, but not every good Christian person will give you the help that you need. Some people, when they're trying to help you, they make things worse because they are not suitable for you. So the next question is, is this person the person for you? And the truth is to answer all these questions, whether the person is truly a Christian, whether the person is a serious Christian, whether the person is a Christian for you, even before answering those questions, the question is you need to go to God first and say, hey, God, here is this person. Are we supposed to be together? Every successful relationship starts with God before anybody else. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and everything that you need will be added unto you. I believe that's in Matthew 6, Nevertheless, the point I'm trying to make is we need to start from the right place in relationships, and that is with God, because when Jesus said, in the beginning, God created male and female. God was in the beginning. The first place we need to go is God. Start from Genesis, which starts with God, not Deuteronomy as the Pharisees brought it to Christ, which is the fourth book of the Bible. Let's start from the right place in relationships. So number one, have a couple's mindset, not an individualistic mindset. Number two, have an entry strategy, not an exit strategy. Number three, start from the right place, and that is always with God.
Number four, in Matthew 19, verse three, the second account of the Pharisees asking Jesus about divorce, when Jesus told them to go back to the beginning, they said, but why did Moses tell us that it's okay to divorce? And Jesus said, because your heart is hard. But my point is they were arguing about what Moses said as opposed to what Jesus said. Moses is a powerful figure in the Bible. Perhaps the most or the greatest prophet in the Old Testament. God did great things with him. God used him in a great and mighty way. Nevertheless, Moses is not God. In our time, we have a lot of men and women that God is using in a great and mighty way. They are anointed. They are called. They are very gifted and very good at what God has called them to do. I have been blessed by a lot of individuals like that. But I want to encourage you that when you make relationship decisions, you do not make a decision because somebody popular, anointed, called, said that's what you need to do in a relationship. You make relationship decisions based on what Jesus tells you, not what a man or woman of God tells you. Sometimes we get caught up on the man or woman of God instead of the God of the man or woman. And too many people have gotten themselves in relationship do do because they're making decisions based on what somebody said. More often than not, a, a person that God is using when they give advice about how to get into a relationship and approach to a relationship, more often than not, God has called them to say whatever they said to a particular audience. It doesn't mean that what they're saying is applicable to you and the only way you can discern whether or not the advice given by the individuals applicable to you is if you went to God first personally. The Pharisees tried to get Jesus in trouble. In the process, they actually exemplified what we need to do about relationship questions. They went to Jesus. They wanted to trap him, but in the process, they discovered that Moses' philosophy was not God's original plan. They never knew it was never God's original plan. Jesus told them the reason that was allowed was because their hearts were hard, which means had they not asked Jesus about divorce, they would not have known that Moses' plan was not the original plan. That makes me wonder how many people right now are going about relationships based on what an expert or what somebody said, not knowing that was not God's original plan. And in order to find out God's original plan, you need to go to God himself, go to his word. How does what God wants you to do, how does it apply to you? How do you know what God wants you to do in relationships? Study the word, know the word, have a relationship with him. That includes me. You don't have to do everything I tell you. In fact, don't do anything I tell you unless you've gone to God yourself and you feel like Jesus is what Jesus is telling you. I'll do my best to give you scripture, give you what the word says. But notwithstanding, I encourage you to know God for yourself so you know how he wants you to approach relationships. So let's not get caught up on a person, but on God, on Jesus, on his word. So number one, have a couple's mindset, not an individualistic mindset. Number two, have an entry strategy and an exit strategy. Number three, start from the right place, which is God. Number four, do not make decisions based on what someone popular says make decisions based on what jesus says what god says and number five john 117 says 
Moses brought the law, but Jesus brought grace and truth. Again, it goes back to the distinction of approaches to relationships. The Pharisees came to Jesus based on the law, Moses, and uh, Jesus brings grace. So a lot of people have the mindset of the way I'm going to get into a relationship is to make things happen. I have to look a certain way, do certain things. You know, I have to spice up my profile and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of like the law's approach. The law is all about what you do to get something. But grace is about what God does to bless you with something or someone. Grace is about total total reliance on God. That doesn't take away from being responsible, uh, presenting yourself well, looking nice, smelling nice, being a person of character. But my point is, you know you're getting this blessing because God loves you, not because you are or you got skills or you know how to Mac or you look good and all that. That's great. That's nice. But that's not why you're getting the person God wants for you. You're getting the person God wants for you because he loves you. He cares about you and he can pull strings on your behalf to hook you up without you running yourself into a ditch to get somebody into your life. That's the point. Trust God's grace. Rely on God's favor. And I dealt extensively with this topic a few podcasts back. You can check out the podcast database and um, find finding favor in relationships. And I discuss how God's favor or grace will help you get the person God has for you. So I hope this has been a blessing to you. Looking forward to talking to you again next week. Take care. God bless. And talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the While You Are Single podcast. We hope that you were informed, inspired, and impacted. OJ Tooks has written a life-changing book titled Rejected for a Purpose, How God Uses Rejection to Help You Find and Fulfill Your Destiny. If you would like to learn more about the book, please visit ojtokesministries.org. That is ojtokesministries.org. If you like Christian inspirational hip-hop, check out OJ Tokes' Christian inspirational hip-hop album, A Breath of Fresh Air, which is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and other music outlets. You can also learn more about his music by going to ojtokesministries.org. Thanks again for listening to the While You Are Single podcast, which OJ Tokes presents weekly, every Monday. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share with your friends and join us again next Monday. Until then, take care and stay blessed.